Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're going to change some things up, and we're going to tackle some things inside the NFL. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Jacob. How are you today, buddy? I'm good. I'm just glad we're not tackling the players in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, this is take two. Um, with the NFL season right around the corner, we're crossing our fingers, toes, and nose. We are going to begin a series of over and under. And basically what over and under is, we are going to talk about the wins and losses of the projections inside the world of Vegas. And we're going to tell you which one we like, which one we don't like. But what we're going to do is we're going to recap the key additions, the subtractions from the offseason. And we're going to tell you where we're betting and where we're putting our money, where our mouth is. And then we're going to give you the final record of each team. So today we're going to kick it off in the NFC South. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to break down the Panthers first. Um, they had a big offseason. Obviously, they cleaned house. No more Ron Rivera, no more Cam Newton, no more Greg Olson, no uh, Luke Keichley. Um, they, they have a lot of new faces. They plucked Matt Rule right out of Baylor in hopes to bring him back to the playoffs for the first time since 2017. They have a new quarterback in town. Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0 with the Saints last year when Drew Brees was hurt. Three years, $63 million, $33 million guaranteed. Um, they have a good core of team. There are a couple of the other notable additions, Robbie Anderson, Trey Boston, Eli Apple. Um, some of the big losses I've already mentioned, mentioned throw in Brees Irvin um, and Eric Reed to that list. So their last year's record was 5-11. and 11. Their strength of schedule this year, Jacob, is tied for 18th. And, of course, the Vegas over-under win total is 5.5. Quick thoughts on their offseason moves. Um, I think cleaning house was big for him. Um, I think getting Teddy Bridgewater was huge. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater is honestly probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Um, and I think the offense that he left, he's going to just as good of an offense in Carolina. Um, I mean, of course, you don't have Michael Thomas, but you know, you've got Robbie Anderson, you've got DJ Moore, you've got the best running back in the league in CMC, a guy who can receive better than Alvin Kamara and is a better runner than Alvin Kamara. So I think with their offseason moves, they did a lot to restructure their entire offense. Defense is looking unlikely, but I think the biggest thing for their defensive moves is that Lee Keekley didn't go to another team. He just retired. So yeah. I guess that's that's good for them. <laughs> but other than that, they lost a lot of defensive players, and um, I don't think they really bring, brought in any big-name guys who are going to uh, really push their team forward into playoff uh, contention. Another big offseason move for me was the hiring of Joe Brady to be the offensive coordinator. You know, what he did last year in LSU with Joe Burrow mm -hmm. was nothing short of amazing. If he could bring some of that magic to this Carolina Panthers team, we could see a really fun offense. They do have the weapons like you mentioned. So for me, offense is not the question. That defense is going to be really the question mark. And with the NFC South, you have strong teams, right? You already mm -hmm. have the Falcons who are year in, year out. They might not always be a playoff team, but they are a dull fight to beat. So you have that. You throw that in there. Then you throw the Saints, who are perennial guys at the top of the uh, top of the division year in, year out. Now you have the Bucks, who made the move for Brady. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Their non-conference games are hard as well. So let's go ahead and transition into this schedule. What we're going to do is we're going to mention the team they're facing. And then on the flip side, we're going to say wins or losses. And then we're going to total them up at the end. And we're going to tell you where we're putting our money this coming offseason. This is me dropping stuff. So they're going to kick off the season this year, taking on the Las uh, Vegas Raiders at home. What do you got here, Jacob? Do you have a win or a loss at home to kick the season off? 
I, I think the Raiders are going to be better than what people think, but I still think uh, the Panthers win this game. I think they get their first one of the season. I've got the I've got the Raiders kicking it off with a W. So give me give me the Raiders here. All right. So transitioning week two of the season, they're traveling to Tampa to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or I like to call them the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, let's go ahead and talk about that game. What do you think, win or loss here? This is a big one, right? This is a big one right out the gate. Division matchup, week two. This kind of sets the trend for the rest of the season, not just for the for the Panthers, but also for the Bucks. So the Bucks are the Bucks. I can't wait to talk about the Bucks because they're going to be an actually a really interesting, um, you know, movement because you bring in so many good players, but because of everything that happened, you know, the time's limited to really get in touch with everyone. Um, even though I think the Bucks defense is a little bit better, um, I'm going with the Bucks in that one. Yeah, I am as well. I think this is they're just the better all around team, right? It, mm-hmm. It's. The one I think, thing, I, the one thing I think benefits the Bucks more than anybody is Tom Brady, obviously. But if anybody can adapt to weird mm-hmm. things in the NFL, it's that guy, right? You know, what yeah. I mean? he sat out the first four games this season, went took the team to the Super Bowl. You know, and he wasn't even allowed to be at the practice with the team or anything like that. So, if anybody can do it, he can. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I think, I think especially with the Bucks, um, I think. This game will be closer than what people think. I think there will be some growing pains, but I agree. Yeah, exactly. If there's going to be growing pains within that Buck organization, it's going to be those first couple of weeks. You know, it might be a closer game than even what the spread looks like. All right, so the following week they travel cross-country to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, this is a team that I think is going to be a little bit better. I think it's going to depend on who the quarterback is. I don't – I'm not a big fan of Tyrod Taylor. I'm actually not a big fan of Teddy Bridgewater either, but I didn't really touch on that. But the Chargers traveling across – I mean, the Panthers traveling across the country, not very good. It's a late game for them. It's about a 4 o'clock start time, but East Coast, it's about, you know, 1 o'clock. So what do you got them doing against the Chargers? Uh, I fully believe by week three that Herbert's going to be the starter for the Chargers. Um but the Chargers are one of those weird teams where it's, you know, you can't really you pick you pick for them and then they end up winning three, four games a season. Um, Their defense is down. Yeah, but it's the question uh, mark: Is Tyrod going to be playing? What are the off? Is Eckler going to be a, a, another version of himself? What he was last year, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? There's so many question marks. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers here, but I I don't think it will be. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout in any stretch of the word. I'm actually going to take the Panthers here. I, I just I don't know if Herbert's going to be the starter there quite yet because of the offseason the way it was. Uh, I do think Tyrod might get about six weeks. I really don't. I I think maybe six weeks, depending on how those first couple weeks. So give me the uh, Panthers to get their first W of the season on my side. Uh, the next week they're going to they're going to be back at home again. Um, they've got a nice little stretch on the East Coast coming for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the month of October. But they they travel or they come back home to take on the Arizona Cardinals, um, which is interesting because then you have the West Coast team in Arizona traveling cross country against the Carolina Panthers. Arizona Cardinals are one team I can't wait to talk about. Uh, I think this is a team that if they put it together this year, they have a chance at doing some things but we'll kind of get more in depth with them a little bit later. So we got the Cardinals versus the Panthers. Who do you got here, Jacob? Uh, it's Cardinals. Yeah, um, right. It's, it's not yeah. even a, it's a no brainer. Yeah. Right? I think, I think Cardinals probably, you know, I mean, the big move is Deandre Hopkins, but 
I think Larry Fitzgerald in year in and year out is probably one of the best wide receivers, just consistent basis that the NFL has. And now he's got a guy on the other side to where it's, you know, you can't double team both of them. Yep. So I think now, um, I think now Kyler Murray will be able to slow down in year two. Uh, that defense Chandler Jones is a monster. Um, so I think the Cardinals take this one easily. Yeah, I, I have the Cardinals in this one as well. I think they're just going to be too up-tempo. You throw in, um, you know, Kenyon Drake, what he did in the second half of the season was unbelievable as well. Uh, next week we go back within a division battle. They travel to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so what do you think right here against the Falcons in Atlanta? Uh, I think I think this game will be split. Um, I'm going to give it to the Falcons at home uh, for this one. And that might switch for the next time they play. Exactly. Uh, I got them uh, losing as well to the Falcons. Transitioning into your hometown team, boy. I don't know the hometown team. I don't know why I said home, but your team. Uh, they actually are at home. Yeah, they're at home to take on the Chicago Bears. Um, to me, this is a pivotal game because I really feel like this is how the season's going to play out um, for the Panthers as a collective whole. Obviously, right now I have them sitting at one and four. This could put them at one and five. I really do think that they're going to struggle this season. I do think Teddy could be on his way out after year one, but I've got them. Um, I've got them winning this game at Chicago versus Chicago because it's at home. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I think Chicago's defense is much better, but I think that Chicago's offense is just this early in the season. Maybe, maybe if they played later in the season, it'd be different. But I think with this early. Uh, I think the Panthers take this one. Uh, Chicago's just got way too many question marks on offense. You know, who's going to be quarterback? I truly think by this time, I think this is week six, I think each each quarterback will have at least two games starting. Um, so I think that uh, they take the win in this one. So give me uh, – next week we've got the Saints uh, in New Orleans. Uh, this one's a – close book for me i i got the saints winning this one there's no question about that easy for me. easy yeah uh they actually this one right here is an interesting transition here because we go from a sunday game um and then we transition to the thursday game to take on the atlanta falcons so three days rest after taking a probably in my opinion a beating against the saints but they're at home for the atlanta falcons what do you got here see i think in this game you said a three-day rest but i feel like it'll really be three in about one and a half quarters. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they have any shot. Um, but I think this one. I think they do come back and I uh, they win this one at home. Uh, I've got them losing this one now. This this to me is where the transition of right before the bye. We've got four games until the bye here, right? We've got Chiefs, Bucks, Lions, Vikings. Three of those teams. I'm pretty confident that they're going to be good this year. Lions question mark. They're hard to play year in, year out. They're at home for that game. So for me, you have the Chiefs. That to me is a loss. You agree there? Yes. The Bucks at home, I still think this is where we're, we're talking. We're eight or nine games into the season. I think the Bucks are going to find their mojo. I've got the I've got the Panthers here. I mean, I've got the Bucks here as well. Yeah, if they, if they were going to beat the Bucks, they would have to do a week two. Absolutely agree. So then we're going to move on to the Lions. Now I'm going to give them this W because it's at home. That's my biggest reason why. Yep. Same. So for me, and then it's going to transition going, traveling to Minnesota. This is what I was talking about with the schedule, right? You have these games and we'll talk a little bit more about the schedule in a second, deeper and deeper into this. But if you think about this, the non-conference games, you already have six, six tough games in the season, right? With your division against the Bucks, the Saints and the Falcons. Now you throw in the Vikings playoff team. 
Packers, playoff team, Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. You know what I mean? So now we're throwing some hard non-conference games in there as well, or non-divisional games in there as well. So this is going to be where they struggle. I think they lose again to the Minnesota Vikings as well. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think they got probably the worst end of the stick when it comes to uh, division and division because NFC North, I mean, you say what they, you want about their offenses, but their defenses are always stout. Um, and I think the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, they all have good defenses. And I think that's going to be one thing that um, is going to hurt the Panthers is playing very good defenses. So at the bye week, I have them three and nine. Where do you have them at? I have them four and eight. eight. Okay. All right. So pretty close. So right now, obviously, what we told you at the beginning of the episode, five and a half is that is the betting line of which where they're at. So for the last four games of the season, Broncos at home, Packers away, Redskins uh, out away, and then they're at home to close the season against the Saints. I've got them. I've got them beating the Broncos and then losing the rest of the season. What do you got? Uh, I think I. Honestly, think the Broncos are going to be better than what people probably project them to be. Um, I think Drew Locke will be pretty good. I have them losing to the Broncos, losing to the Packers, and then actually winning out the last two games against the Saints and the Panthers. Um, not the Saints and the Panthers, the Saints and the football team. Um, yep. I think the Saints by week uh, by week seventeen. I think the Saints will already have everything locked up, not much to play for. And I think the Panthers will come out, and it will be one of those rah-rah, let's finish on a high-note uh, games. Th- that could be – I think that game could be the make or break for the Teddy Bridgewater experiment, and I actually have them winning the last two games. Um, that's not a, um, That's not bad. I like that. I like the idea of that, but also I don't appreciate that because that means you're slandering the Bucks and saying they're not going to have uh, – a, a, you know, a, a fight in this race towards winning that uh, number one seat, which, you know, you probably are right, but still, I, 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 I think I the, Bucks, the Bucks will make the playoffs. I just don't know if they will make the playoffs over the Saints. Okay. So I have the Panthers at one, two, three, four, four and 12. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good, obviously. To me, but honestly, I think they could be in a contention for the for, for Trevor Lawrence next year. I really do. I think they could be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, some of these wins I gave them could be toss-ups. Um, but for me, I have them at four and twelve. Where do you have them at? I have them at they play I have them at six and ten. Um, I think what'd you say? The over under was five point five and a half. See, I'm not okay. So now the question remains you have them at six and ten, I have them at four and twelve. Technically, yours puts them over the five and a half. Are you going to put your money where your mouth is with the record, though? I, if I bet on this, I would take the under, um, probably eight times out of ten. Uh, I think they do have. I think they do have the ability to win some of these toss-up uh, L's, but I don't think a lot of them. I just don't think they have any chance. And then I gave them some wins, like the Saints. You know, that's giving them. Right, some it's like a toss-up game, right? The toss, the ones that you. The, I'm the same way. The ones I think that they sh- they might win, they really could lose, and a couple of the ones that were toss-ups, I feel like they could, you know, you know, do do as well. So. Exactly. Yeah, I think. Um, I think they'll be right at 
you know, whatever. Yeah, and that's what scares me. If I'm predicting them at – like, you're at six, I'm at four. If you meet in the middle, it's five. It's five and a half. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want no part of the bet. I don't think that I'm going to bet it at all. I really yeah. don't think – I don't like no. that line at all. If Out of the 32 lines that we're going to, you know, potentially bet on, we're going to throw some money on some of these guys. But for me, that's a high – high, you know, strong chance of them finishing anywhere between six. I don't think they get more than six wins. Looking mm-hmm. at their schedule, I don't see six wins, right? So if you throw a toss in game there, I don't like it at all. So now we're going to transition to the Atlanta Falcons inside the NFC South. Um, some key additions from the offseason. We had Todd Gurley, Dante Fowler Jr., Hayden Hurst, A.J. Terrell from the draft, Maryland Dave, uh, Marlon Davidson. Some subtractions. They lost Freeman, Hooper, Beasley, Trufant, Claiborne. Last year's record, 7-9. and nine. Their strength of schedule is tied for the fifth highest in the NFL this year. Hardest, sorry. Fifth hardest in the NFL this year. That's a big deal. They're over under 7.5. Second consecutive season at seven and nine, 2020. It's really going to be make or break for Dan Quinn. If they don't go to the playoffs this year and maybe even win a playoff game, they're going to get, he's going to get fired this year. The defense gave up almost 400 points, 399 to be exact last year. So, quick thoughts on the Atlanta Falcons heading into the season before we kind of tackle their schedule together. Uh, I think the Dante Fowler pickup was huge. I think the Hayden Hurst pickup was huge. Um, no, the Todd Gurley uh, pickup, not the Dante Fowler. Sorry, I was looking at the thing. Um, but see, the Atlanta Falcons after they after they got twenty eight to three to the Super Bowl, they just have been downhill since. I know you said it was a make or break year for Dan Quinn. I think it's a make or break year for uh, Matt Ryan too. I think if they have you know, a poor year, this could be kind of his stepping stone out of the franchise, kind of like what happened to Joe Flacco, uh, what, last year? And so I don't think they made enough moves, and I don't think they made enough of the right moves. You know, you trade Vic Beasley for Dante Fowler Jr., I think that's a plus. You trade Devontae Freeman for Todd Gurley, I think that's a plus. You trade Austin Hoover for Hayden Hurst, I think that's a a minus. Yeah. And, you know, Nice pickup in the in the in the secondary who kind of supplants true fun there. For mm-hmm. me, I'm on the same boat, right? They made some of the right moves. The biggest key heading into the season's health. Mm-hmm. The Falcons are always plagued by injuries. It doesn't matter, right? They're all somebody's always getting hurt on that defense. And if that continues again this year, they're gonna struggle. But for me, like they have the weapons, right? Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, Todd Gurley, if Curly can even be three quarters of his old self, they have a good chance of yes. supplanting the run game. Hooper is better than Hurst than Hurst is, but Hurst is pretty good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's it's not a complete wash there. I like the pickup. So let's go ahead and transition into the schedule. Their over under is seven and a half. They've had two consecutive seven and nine seasons, so that's right about where I think Vegas Vegas is really teetering the line there because you could go either way on this uh, as well. So we're kicking off the season hard game right off the bat. Right this this their schedule. Mm-hmm. Their schedule's not kind. I said they have the fifth worst schedule of the uh, of the entire uh, uh, league. And you could tell right off the bat, Seahawks, Cowboys, Bears, Packers, three of those four teams, playoff teams last year. Let me two of those are on the road as well. So non-conference games is where I, I say that there are non yeah, non-divisional games are where these teams are going to struggle. The non-divisional games for these for, for the Falcons, right off the bat, you're you're taking on the Seahawks, right? Hard game. Right off the bat, at at home, yes, but still the Seahawks. Okay, then you're traveling to Dallas. You know they're at home for the Chicago Bears. Might be a soft game there. Might not be. The defense is good, but then you're traveling traveling to Green Bay. 
So those four games right off the back, what do you got them going right there? Uh, through those first four games, I have them going. <sighs> Man, it's hard, have, right? Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard one. I'm actually, you know what? I didn't give my Bears the Panthers pick. I'm going to give them this one. Uh, I have them going 0 and 4 through the first four. I've got them at I've got them at one and three. Um, I do have them beating the Bears. I can mm-hmm. I can see a toss up there with the defense, but that Seahawks game, I think the Seahawks are going to be a very good team this year. Um, the Cowboys, I, I really like what the Cowboys did the, this offseason. We'll talk more about them later. But through first four, I've got them. I've got them at one and three, which is not a good start. You know what I mean? Not a good start. Um, obviously, with the with them taking on the Panthers, um, we already said that game earlier. I had them down as a loss, and I believe so did you as well. I I gave them the uh, the win in this one. I mean, that's what I meant. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you, yeah. the win. Yeah, my, so did I. I'm my bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on down to this stretch right now, we have uh, the next four games on the schedule are Vikings, Lions, Panthers again, and then Broncos. Um, so let's see here. What is your record on those four games now? Give us a rundown. Uh, Vikings, Lions, Panthers, Broncos. Uh, Vikings, that's a loss. Lions is a win. Um, I think Lions are going to probably win the uh, the quarterback. I can't remember his name. Thanks for Trevor. Yeah, I think the Lions are going to win that um, contest. Panthers, uh, th- this is the second one, so I gave them a loss. And then Broncos, I'm actually going to give them the win in this one. So I've got them going three and one on this stretch right here, uh, heading into the bye. I think they get a little bit of momentum. So where do you? My record right now, I've got them at three, four, five. I've got them at five and four heading into the bye. Where do you got them at? I've got them at three and six. Now we talked about how hard that schedule was to kick off, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> After the bye, guys, it doesn't get any easier, right? This is the crazy thing about their schedule. If anybody got the raw end of the deal for their schedule, it's this team, okay? And I'll tell you why right here, guys, okay? Saints, Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks. I'm gonna go. We'll we'll talk about the first four first. So Saints at the Saints on the road. They're at home for the Raiders, at home for the Saints, and they're on the road for the Chargers. So traveling cross country to take on the Chargers. What do you've got in those four games? Uh, Saints loss. I'll give them the win over the Raiders. Um, a loss again to the Saints. And then the Chargers, I feel like by December uh, or whenever they play the Chargers, I feel like they'll have their groove. Uh, the Chargers will have their groove. I'm actually going to give them another loss to the Chargers. So one and three in those – or one and four. No, one and three. Yeah, sorry. In those next four games. I've got them splitting with the Saints. It's something that they typically normally do every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have them going two and two. I've got them wins over the Saints, wins over the Raiders. I actually have them a loss traveling to the Chargers. You know what I mean? For me, it's traveling cross country. I, I don't think it's it's kind to them. And their defense, the Chargers' defense is brutal. They mm-hmm. can get to the quarterback, and if you get to Matt Ryan, he gets tippy-toed in that pocket. He's not very good. All right, final part of the season. I mean, seriously, who made this schedule for the Falcons? <laughs> Come <laughs> on, man. You've got, you've got Drew Brees twice on the schedule. You've got Brady twice, and you've got Patrick Mahomes. And you're traveling to Kansas City. You're not at home. You know what I mean? This is brutal for these guys. So, all right. So, Bucks. this is obviously pivotal for the division. I've got them sitting at seven and six right now. You know what I mean? Seven and six. This is a toss-up. You know what I mean? Seven and six heading into these four, uh, into these final three games is not a good look. So, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks. what do you've got them at? Uh, I think they're going to split with the Bucks. Uh, the Chiefs is an absolute loss. Um, I just don't. I don't know. I just can't see it. 
Uh, that might be a fluke game. I don't know. But I'll have them lose the first time to the Bucks. I feel like that one will be more important. And then same as the Panthers uh, with the Saints, I'll have them beat the Bucks uh, final game of the year. I've got them splitting with the Bucks as well. I, I don't expect the Bucks to sweep these guys, which puts them at eight and eight for me. What do you got, Matt? Oh, I got uh, one, two, three, four, five. So I've got them at five and 11. Woo! You have the Panthers higher with more wins than the uh... – I think, to me, I think the Panthers – I think I think the the Falcons have a good offense. I think the Panthers might have a more complete offense. Um, and, I mean, with what we saw last year, I would take Teddy Bridgewater over uh, Matt Ryan. I feel Ooh. like Matt Ryan – I feel like Matt Ryan is. I feel like Matt Ryan is on. He's on his downhill trajectory right now, and he's one to two years from being removed from the Falcons, gone somewhere else. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like. I feel like Teddy's got that chip on his shoulder, you know. And I. I, I tend to lean on those kind of guys with that chip, uh, with that kind of you know, time to prove myself type of thing. Um, and so, so yeah. I'm quoting this when I send the podcast out to the world. Jacob says Bridgewater better than Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm you're gonna fire up Falcon Nation <laughs> with that comment. Falcon Nation's gonna slide into those DMs. You might even get some nasty messages That's about fine. that one. That's fine. I love it. I love it. So for you, obviously, I'm gonna say you're projecting with that seven and a half win total. You're not betting that over. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, to get to bet that over. I just looking at their schedule. It's so brutal. See, and that's that's where I'll take that's where I will take the Panthers over the Falcons because the Panthers have the 18th schedule. So yep. they're you know they're already on the bottom half of the league when it comes to schedule. Falcons are top five, and I don't think the Falcons team itself is good enough to do well with that schedule. Um, it blows my mind. I mean, you're you're right out the gate against the Seahawks and Cowboys. And I mean, the, and the Packers, and then the end of season, you've got you know you're facing you know Saints, Saints, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks. Like that is not. I mean, and to be honest with you, if it if going into that bye week, they're they're kind of where you're at. They might struggle the rest of the stretch. It might be far worse than what you know either one of us are saying. You know, and five and eleven is pretty bad. You know what I mean? Five and eleven, they're a top ten pick again next year. Everybody's gone at five and eleven. In uh in the first six games, you play the three best defenses in the NFC uh, in the NFC North. Some of the three best defenses in the NFC. Period. Yep. And you play probably the best team in the NFC. Uh, in the yep. last in the last six games, you play the Saints the Bucks twice, and the defending Super Bowl champs. Uh, you play a Chargers team with an incredible defense. Um, I think the offense by week 15, I think it is, or 13, whatever, I think the by the time the Falcons play the Chargers, I think their offense will have you know, their groove going um, unless they have a catastrophic meltdown like they did last year. But uh, I just think – you know, I just think this schedule does not play into their favor. I don't think they made enough, you know, high high caliber moves. I feel like their biggest move in the offseason was for Todd Gurley, and Todd Gurley is so – And that could be a complete complete mm-hmm. miss. 
It could yeah. be a complete miss. And then looking at their schedule right now, like it, going into the bye week, right? That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. They're going to have to be six and three or seven and two heading into that bye if they're going to mm-hmm. want a playoff spot. Because down the stretch, they're going to have to take one against the Saints, one against the Bucks, and they're going to have to steal one of these games against the AFC West, You know, even two of them. If they mm-hmm. want to make it to nine or ten wins, they're going to have to go into the bye week at week ten. At, at they're going to have to have six wins. They're going to have to, and I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I just don't see. I've got them at eight and eight. And to me, thinking when I when I, I actually wrote my article, I said I've got the over barely. I, I want no piece of this over. I, mm-hmm. I want no piece of it. I know you don't, but for me personally, looking at it, I don't want any part of this bet at all. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be on the wrong side of this bet right now. Because at, at man at seven and a half. No thanks. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I I would need to go back and look at their schedule for last year, but I just can't see I can't see them at least matching last year's schedule. Not with not with the teams they play. Um, you know, even going back and looking over it, I think you know the Bears. They could they probably could should beat the Bears, and they might split with the Saints. But that's saying the Saints. You know, I think the Broncos could be a loss. I feel like the Broncos are going to be better than. Um, Better than what people are thinking. I'm not a Broncos Other than that, I, mean, I don't like Drew Locke at all, but we'll talk about that on the Broncos episode. I think the Broncos might be one of the worst teams in football this year. But other other than that, I mean, I just can't see. I can't with the Panthers. I saw a lot of throw up games with the Falcons. I see a lot of maybe maybe they could win this game if you know everything goes in their favor. Absolutely agree. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Over Under Tackling the First Two Teams in the NFC South. Um, make sure to give Jacob a follow on Twitter at TBerry57. Make sure whenever you, you hear that, you go over and yell at him about his hot take about Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan. Give myself a follow on Twitter at Ricky Flair underscore. Head on over to the musiccitydrivein.com for all of our latest movie reviews, sports articles. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on the Drive In Podcast Network. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later.